You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon, Sid Talk. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon to the listeners also. I was in the middle of a yawn, by the way. So Already bored? <laughs> no. Bored of the listeners? No. No. I don't even know the listeners. I don't know them well enough for them to bore me. Right. Well, that's probably <laughs> the, how it should stay. <laughs> so what's the before the show discussion before we go into the show? Mm, what are we doing? I'm doing some stuff. I just got an email from a classmate I haven't heard from in a while. I've been graduated from high school many years. Still, it's a thing, right? Um, because we're organizing a reunion. I was replying to her and reading her entire email to you. So that's very exciting for everyone. Um, there's mention of broken refrigerators. You know, it was riveting, riveting stuff. You were just basically listening and doing, I don't know what over there. Well, I'll tell you what I was doing. I'll actually announce this one. (laughs) All right. Nintendo of America are having their big press conference at the moment. And they just announced, this is movie news, actually, a new Super Mario Brothers animated movie. That will be in theatres in 2022, featuring Chris Pratt as Mario, and Jack Black as Bowser, and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. So, there's going to be a Mario movie, and why I mentioned that is, I was speaking to you the other day, and I said, why the hell don't Nintendo make a decent Mario movie? I mean, I don't recall you saying that, but we're going to all have to trust that you did. They made one back in the 80s, which was, if you watch that one... You might think, after you've finished watching it, that you picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. (laughs) It was very weird. Yeah, let's see how this one goes. Surely they can make a good Mario Brothers movie, right? Don't know. I'm not as excited about it as you, but we'll see what happens. Well, I'm quite excited. If they can do it right. If it's anything like the Lego movie, I would kind of use that as a basis, because I think the Lego movie was very good. Yeah. All right, so it's Saturday, September the 18th. This is after the show 702, we're a movie review podcast, we look at a movie every week, and this week's movie is Old, the latest movie from M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Are you sure it's number 702? I have 703. Let me clarify. <laughs> it is actually 703. <laughs> right on. <laughs> hey, I just want to get this one. I was like, ah, no, no. I see. You have your little, uh, what do you call this? Outline actually, for every show. I have a spreadsheet. My spreadsheet is correct. 700 was the protege. 701 was the conjuring. 702 was at Zola. 703. Old. Let me rephrase then, because right. I've actually had to change Ooh, the phew. date. Crisis averted. The date is Saturday, September the 25th. Let's move forward a week. Wait, it isn't actually. <laughs> and let's also move forward the number of the podcast to 703. Movie we're looking at this week is old, and it's a 2021 movie. You can stream it very soon. Blu-ray, I don't know when that's coming out. It's R-rated from our friends at Universal, who let us watch a copy early. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis for old. Well, it's kind of like what that you just did there. We just sped up time a little bit. We moved everybody forward. It's not See, actually, it was a plan. It's not actually Saturday. This is Thursday, but whatever. And it's not Saturday when you're listening to this either. It's probably at least Monday, if not later. Boring. So time is the issue of this movie. There's a place on a beach... People age very quickly. Some people get stuck there. That's it. Boring. What? The movie or my synopsis? The synopsis sounds like I don't I don't want to watch that. 
Oh, I think that sounds fascinating. Some, guys, some people go to a beach and that's it? No. There's something wrong. They age too fast. Right. I said that part, I think. All right. Let me give you the officially announced synopsis. A vacationing family discover that the secluded beach that they're relaxing on for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. It's just a little bit more detailed than yours, but still I sounds pretty call it dry when you just kind of say it like blah like that. But right. it's an amazing concept. I like it. All right, so let me say um, we have watched most of M. Night Shyamalan's movies and with mixed results because he's got a very varied body of work, hasn't he? Correct. Some are amazing, some are like, what? <laughs> and Old, which we've just watched, I would classify this as a middle-of-the-road one for me. Very middle-of-the-road. I wasn't blown away by it. I wasn't... Disappointed. Disappointed. It's got so many problems. If you started to pick it apart, this podcast will be about five hours long. But here's the deal. Are you not disappointed because you have learned to not have expectations from Mr. Night Shyamalan? He's kind of, um, at the beginning of his career, there was some obvious, he kind of has this twist ending kind of deal going on, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. That's not a secret. And at the beginning of his career, the twist endings were like kind of like super unique, like nothing you'd seen before. I mean, the sixth sense, come on. Well, we say that, but then there are so many people like, oh, it's so obvious. It's so dumb. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to me, I it wasn't. I watched The Sixth Sense when it came out. I had no idea what it was about, even. I watched it, and the twist ending, I was unaware of it completely, and it kind of, I still remember it to this day. The same with The Village. Mm -hmm. Again, varying results, not quite as good. My favorite twist ending of Shyamalan's movies is the one we watched recently, Split. And you know, we've talked about that because we reviewed the movie. But that one was amazing to me. And this one's not an original story by M. Night Shyamalan. He read a graphic novel called Sandcastle that was French, which has the basic outline to what is going on in this movie. And then he added his own twists and turns, let's say. Yeah. Now, the idea of these people going to this beach... And, you know, right from the beginning, I even said to you, before they even get to the beach, I'm like, oh, you can see the moment that they walk into this thing that, oh God, this is all wrong. It felt wrong at the very, from the very beginning of this movie. It's tropey, like, isn't it? Big time. It's like. not just that, but like the, I've said in the past, and I'll say it again, Mr. Knight Shemelon, it doesn't have a high standard of quality. And I know that seems very random thing to say, but the way people are performing, now that could be completely intentional, right? Maybe I'm completely off on this, but there's this almost like, okay, everybody, we're going to do a run through. We're going to do a practice. Don't worry about it. Just say the words. <laughs> there's that feeling in some scenes where even the staff at the hotel, they're just like, oh, and here I will give you a drink. And later you find out there are a little bit of a thing going on there, but it's all very flat and almost hyper. It's a good thing where when an artist or somebody's doing CGI of a human and they've got Uncanny it so, bell. yeah, that. It's so close, but there's just something that our brain, back in our primal little brain that says, that is not right. And it nags at you. Yes. He does that. And I don't know if it's intentional. Some of the main problems I had with the movie, and it's not really the story or anything, 
it's the dialogue coming out of the characters' mouths is very like plot driven. It's all expository. Is that what, is that what I'm saying? Ex uh, I know what you're saying. Exposition. Like I am saying a thing that doesn't seem natural. It's not like a natural conversation. It's like I am talking to the audience actually, telling you who I am and what I'm capable of. And maybe this thing I say will come up in a few minutes because it's going to be a twist. And it felt like that a lot, like a uh, literary even, like, you know, mm. everybody's over explaining everything. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody speaks to, I mean, yes, they're in a harsh situation, but it seems like everybody's telling me the plot, like telling me the plot, not letting me right. see it. That's pretty common, but you're right. It's a little clumsy or again, if it's on, on purpose, pretty cool. Like it's because it's very... I don't know. Style, it's a stylistic choice. I, I mean, think. I had to think about like maybe the words coming out of this person's mouth are awkward and odd because a minute ago they were like six years old and now they're 15 or whatever because there is a time. Right. You have to remember those people are still six years that's old. That's what I'm saying. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, those never bothered me. It was everybody else that was bothering me. There's also a lot of people are very quick to do very ridiculous things, like very quick. There's no mm -hmm. thinking about anything. Oh, hold on. This is happening. Let's cut somebody open. And it's like, oh, what? We're on a beach. Maybe uh, that person will die. But I mean, they've already seen that the six-year-old is now in the body of a 17-year-old. So I don't know if your brain would just switch into like, I don't even know what the fuck is going it on. Gets so crazy. yeah. Yeah. So maybe that lends you to be like, I don't know what we can do, you know? Yeah. There were moments of, you would call them what the fuck moments, <laughs> but they weren't what the fuck moments in the, oh, this is awesome. I love it. To me, they were the what the fuck moments as in like, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Because what? Okay. Where you're looking around at the people, you're looking at who's next to you. Like, are you seeing this? Is it just yeah. me? Are we crazy? Like, do I, okay, I get it. I got to take a really huge leap now. Like it, it's kind of plausible for a little bit and then, oh, okay. Now it's weird. <laughs> I mean, yes, it wasn't plausible to... at all. The children aged. This part is like, oh, now we're in it. We're in fantasy land here. Yeah. And he does cover some of the cool things that I was thinking of, which I'll give him credit for that. Spoilers. There are some spoilers here. Okay. But I was definitely looking at it going, okay, in this scenario, a scenario I'm interested in is what if two of those kids had sex and a baby came very quickly. You thought that? In my head. And it, then? And then that happened. <laughs> and that was, that's one of the things I wanted to explore. So that was cool. But it's not that well explored, is it? No, it's not interesting. It's really like, it's you're shocking. not, there's no dialogue. There's no human interaction. There's no storytelling, which is my issue with this particular movie. That fills us in on how a six-year-old child, I mean, this isn't the movie Big, where all of a sudden he's transplanted into a grown-up body, right? But he's still a six-year-old child, and they're saying, oh, but my mind is changing. I feel different than I felt yesterday. I'm thinking things I didn't think before. And then the next thing you know, these two now teenage body people have had sex and are having a baby. It's just more for shock value, it's I think. It's for shock value. Yeah. And, and what you just said... And that's the part that bugged me. You know, where they were lay there and they were saying, oh, I feel different. My mind's different. Mm -hmm. I was like, that almost feels like shoe-in dialogue because people are going to be asking questions like, what, what's, I don't get it. 
they were kids and now they're having a baby. Like, I don't, don't get how they would go from that to that. Right. So they have to say in one line, oh, my brain is yeah, changing. Yeah, to make you go, oh, well, this thing's make whatever it is, is affecting everything and making them grow up quicker or... As if the, like, sexual urges would just... It's natural. Maybe that's the way it is. I don't know. We don't have this in real life, so I don't know. Yeah. It's just a very... Jumps to something very quickly. And the other thing with... <laughs> as they set it up, again, it all feels constructed very, very... It's very clear at the beginning. Hey, this guy is a doctor. Yeah, this exactly. This lady is this. This man is this. He, you know, and it, it makes a big point. Oh, they even have a point of having the kids walk up to people at the yes. beginning <laughs> in this unnatural way, and just say to everybody, "What is your name and your occupation?" And it's like supposed to be like a fun little kid thing that they're doing. But it serves later for you, like, oh, that's what he did earlier. Yeah, like the need, same thing you said before. Like you need to know what these characters' occupations are, but I can't think of a way to have it apart from like. And the then obvious. later, the sister says, "Oh, he he remembers everybody's names and occupations." Like that's yeah, that's <laughs> like ten minutes before the end of the movie, you're like, oh, is that is that why we're being reminded of that thing? Yeah, it's a little clunky. Yeah, it's clunky. and that's... There's not a great story hidden here. And no. if we're going to spoil the whole story, are you just going to leave it, let it go? I would say the first 20 minutes of it is super intriguing. I was like, oh, this is like good M. Night Shyamalan. I'm really into it. Yeah, because I was it's... into it. Yeah, because I'm like, this is a really cool setup. And what's going to happen on this beach? And as soon as the thing started happening on the beach, I was like, hmm, this is too clunky. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's lost me a little bit because it's getting a bit over the top. Not over the top in the way it's being portrayed, but I'm being telegraphed to too much. Mm. And it's getting to be a bit obvious as well, like, as it's going along. Now, something does happen at the end. It does have an M. Night Shyamalan twisty thing, which we will spoil because this is a spoiler. One. Okay. But I don't feel like it was satisfying in the slightest, right? No, sadly, it no. It doesn't have any shock or fun twist. When I watched Split. <laughs> There's another spoiler coming, everyone. No, if you spo haven't no seen spoiler. Split. I won't spoil it. Okay. Ooh. But when the twist ending happened, like the airs on my back of my neck stood up. Well, you've just said uh, twist ending. I mean, they all so. have a twist ending, all, sh all Shyamalan films. It's not always the ending. Sometimes just a twist or of a twist what's really going tale. on in the whole But that, it worked, that. There's a twist in other Shyamalan movies, Sixth Sense, where I was like, holy fuck. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> But this movie, I wasn't like that at all. Oh, I guessed it was something around that, those lines. Maybe not the exact. Because we kept seeing in the movie all the way through, M. Night Shyamalan's a character in the movie. And we kept seeing him on top of these rocks, looking at them. Mm -hmm. That made it too obvious of what it is. I was like, every time I saw him, I was like, okay, so this is a thing that's, <laughs> that he's doing. And we're being clarified to, because he's looking with binoculars. I'd say a third to two thirds of the movie in, I was trying to guess what he was up to up there. Was you? Not really, because I, I don't need specifics. Once I figure out a thing, I'm like, yep, that's it. That's where we're headed. So I don't need, I don't need to know what he's specifically doing. So. But then they pull like plot elements out of their arse sometimes. They go, oh, coral. And then all of a sudden coral's a big thing. Well... I think that's reasonable. So you're saying the opposite of what you said before. You don't want it telegraphed to you, but now you do, right? So if someone telegraphs to you, well, like, I oh, look out there. I want at it that, to be an intelligent Look out there, plot. that interesting coral. I wonder if we should go out there and I do it. I don't want that at all, but I don't <laughs> want it 
to be not a part of something and then it to be the main one of the main things. Well, it was because he said early in the movie when the children were still little children, hey, kids, go look at that amazing coral out there or go look at the coral. He did with one yeah. line. Yeah. So there you go. So you explain this and this amazing ending. I'm doing the spoiler. Well, it's not really even just the ending, is it? It's like the deal is they're on this. They go to a resort. She found it online. And he's even questioning her, like, how did you find this place? You know, it's like too good to be true and all this shit. And then the weird guy, was he the con- concierge of the hotel? Yeah, um, David Getter, he looked like, for the DJ. Kind of says, to, <laughs> goes up to him like, hey, I have a secret beach I'd like to send you all to for the day with your kids. You'll have fun. I only tell certain people, blah, blah, blah. So they go out to this beach and he gives them a whole bunch of food. And we talk about that a little, you know, it's actually a thing. Why do we have so much food? Why are you giving us so much food? Well, just walks down to the beach and have a good day kind of thing. Then they get there. It takes a little minute. And then all of a sudden weird shit starts happening. They're aging. Their wounds heal up really fast. A but dead strang- body washes up. Strangely, yeah, they don't, people can die, but their wounds heal up really fast. So it's like superficial wounds heal up really fast. And then all of a sudden the six-year-old children... And the 11-year-old daughter become teenagers, physically. And everyone's getting wrinkles, so they're aging really fast. At this point, at some point in there, very early on, I was like, oh, I see. This is a beach where some weird shit's going down and somebody somewhere is using these people as guinea pigs. Because we discuss that throughout that each person has a, or each group of people has somebody with a problem. There's a tumor, epilepsy schizophrenia, a guy has a blood condition, one lady has got calcium deficiency. Yeah, so everybody's got it was, something. It was clear that medical yes. issues were Yes, and so I'm like, ah, this is guinea pigs. And I wasn't sure where it was going from that. But then the reveal, bum, 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 spoiler, you can stop here and go watch it if you want. There's just some pharmaceutical company that discovered this freaking beach. Supernatural beach. Now they're sending groups of people out there knowing they're going to die because they age it 50 years in a day is what we've calculated, right? So then they're all either going to die of old age or they're going to die of their ailments. Or in this case, the schizophrenic guy sadly ends up murdering someone and one girl falls off a cliff trying to leave. They can't escape because something weird is going on with the rocks. It won't let them leave. They can't swim away. None of that. So they're trapped in this pharmaceutical company. With his little speech at the end, it's almost like you're supposed to go, oh, well, that's okay that you sacrifice these people unwittingly. I mean, the pharmaceutical company are giving uh, like them a drink before yeah, they, they go in. Yeah, they've figured out all their medical stuff. Yeah. And the way she, she explained this too in one sentence, oh, I got a, he's like, how did you find this place? And she's like, oh, I got a coupon that popped up when I did a medical survey or something like yeah. that. And you're like, oh, duh. And so they give them a little concoction. It's an experimental drug. For whatever ails them, individual things. They're doing, they've got this big lab where they're doing all these testing things in secret, of course. And now they can watch a person over the course of 50 years or more and how this medication fixes them or it doesn't fix them. And that's their testing instead of testing it on people slowly and whatever. Accelerated testing. And that's it. Yep. And then he's like, well, we are going to help hundreds of thousands of people because of this research. And you're supposed to go, Oh, so ethically, I'm supposed to be on board with this. Yeah, lab rats, basically. <laughs> well, I think the twist should be that these are the only people who don't know about this. And everybody else is like, you know, they want to, let's say it's a real thing in life. 
everybody knows about this island. One pharmaceutical company owns it or somebody, some government controls it. But you as a person can volunteer, right? You donate your life. Your family or whoever you choose gets like $10 million. Just they write them a check. That's it. You go to this island. They can use you as an experimental person. You live for two days and then you're done. And you do good for all of humanity. That would be my twist. That it's like, yeah, we know about it. Yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't how it went down. I mean, you might not see that twist coming and this movie would be better for it. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it also feels ham-fisted and heavy-handed at the end to me. It's yeah. like It goes a little bit too far. It's like there's a couple of scenes where I was like, this is unnecessary. I don't need to see this much detail. Like, Are you talking about the bone lady? I'm talking about Coral, uh, where we see it again for a second Oh, yeah, time. that was weird. It was like, oh, we don't need that. Because I, f- I figured that out <laughs> already. You yeah, know? because we already know they... They're there. Uh, here's the other twist. Somebody makes it off alive. Yeah. They're not supposed to. To expose the whole thing. Yeah, but then you're like, yeah, but this is a big company. They, and just, they could just murder them before they left the island, and that was it. But they didn't. I'm just saying, they can squash it. They can say it's not true. They can go destroy it, blow it up, whatever. And then it's like, oh. Yeah. So that's, said, the, whole, that's the whole deal. So, see, even when we say it, and I'm a very interesting, compelling person, and I can't even say it with, like, interest. I mean, it's clunky. And that's the problem. And now, also, we got a little bit of the X-Files makeup going on now and then. Yeah, They're, I actually was glad that they didn't go too far with the old makeup. They didn't go stupid like rubber face, uh, everybody looks like like George Bush or something. George Bush? Where'd you pull that from? <laughs> like you're wearing a George Bush mask. You know that silly mask that bank robbers wear that makes him, that he kind of looks old. I would never have thought of that as a reference With whatsoever. the bulbous nose and everything. No, never. That's not, you're talking about Nixon. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to say old man president mask. the old makeup from the X-Files episode, which was really bad. Yeah. The makeup was Yeah, really well, bad. this movie didn't go that far. It just did gray hair and wrinkles, basically. Mm-hmm. But there were... A bit more subtle, and it wasn't, like, ridiculous. I thought, oh, hold on, hold on. I kept thinking, next scene, next scene, <laughs> you're going to have really terrible makeup. But they decided to hang back on it, which I was into. I kind of like that. You know, as far as it goes, there was some stuff that M. Night Shyamalan directed and filmed this, actually. I didn't like that camera work where he keeps panning and panning and panning and I panning. I don't either. His idea is, like, because it's so, like, claustrophobic and everybody's in the same spot, People will be talking on the left and he will pan, 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 pan to the right. And then he'll pan back, 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 back to the left and then back to the right and sometimes go around in a circle and then... Now, it's kind of irritating, that camera work, and it's kind of overused in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's got to the point where I was like, please stop panning. I just want a nice shot of the beach. I mean, if you're looking at a kid and you pan away and then when you pan back they're now 10 years older that is an interesting use of it but he actually didn't do that either he, he did tried not to do hide that. that like behind their little jaw lines and you're supposed to be like hmm they look a little bit weird maybe but of course you could tell what was going yeah, on yeah i was like because of all the panning he did at the beginning i was expecting that for him to pan 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 around in a circle and the kids are smaller and then they grown mhm but instead he did this like out of focus thing with that he had them talking to the mum or like saying some stuff between each other and they were kind of blurry and so you couldn't see the faces. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's clear what's going on. They look different. Like even the blurry version of them looks yeah. different. So I think that was supposed to be a big reveal, but I'd already figured that out. I mean, the movie's called Old as well. 
Yeah, exactly. Also, the poster kind of gives that part away. There was some annoying cinematography for me as well, which that sometimes takes you out of it, right? Yes, it kind of reminds you. You start thinking, oh, I don't like that technique. Please stop doing it. But there again, it is a choice. Like, you know, it's artistic choice. So let's move on to the cast here. Gael Garcia Bernal plays Guy. He's like our main family that we kind of start with. He's the dad. What did you think of that guy? He was good. He was called Guy. What do you think of Guy? Guy. Hey, Guy. Hey, Guy. He was good. He was fine. Yeah, I liked him. And then his wife was Vicky Cripps, who I really like. And you know what she's from, right? No. She's uh, the main lady from Phantom Thread. The oh, one who, right. The one who likes to cook for him, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> and she was exceptional in this. I think she might have been my favorite thing about the whole thing. She's a very classy actress. Mm, she's good. And Very good. You know, when people are delivering ridiculous lines all over the place, when it cut to her and she said something, I kind of bought whatever she said. So. <laughs> You're kind of like, oh, this oh. one's, one's going to be good. <laughs> so, yeah, so she kind of like added some respectability or something. I don't know. I agree. And he was good too, though. Yeah, Rufus Sewell was actually quite good, I thought. He played Charles. He was the schizophrenic guy. Okay, yeah, he was good. Yeah, I really like him. He's often in like uh, Shakespeare stuff or like really heavy literary like stuff. And the way he delivered this was kind of heavy. He was in this like spiral, wasn't he? He was a doctor and then things started happening and everybody kept looking at him like, hey, can, can you do this? Can you do that? But inside he is not right. He was wandering around the beach. He was just, you know, the guy who played the rapper mm-hmm. when he just walked up to him and stabbed him in the I face. Know. Just run. I was like, what but then is you're, that? We're talking about he was schizophrenic. And so his paranoia schizophrenia accelerated. So say over the course of 50 years, how bad would a person get? And obviously the whatever they gave him, his little concoction didn't help him. No. There was moments where I was actually terrified, not because of him, just because of like his condition. And you don't know, he's really super random. Because he knifes that man in the face and then he in the next breath says... I don't even know why I did that. And you're like, whoa, this guy, how can you even sleep with him around? Oh, also, don't sleep on this beach. Yeah, don't sleep because uh, <laughs> in 50, 50 years is how long you're going to age in one day. Right. So, you know, you're not staying here long, so no sleeping. Abby Leah's Crystal, she was the lady with the calcium deficiency. She was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I liked her. Because you could tell she was kind of broken. Kind of broken, in. stressed out. She's... Yeah. And people would say, oh, she's obsessed with her looks. But I mean, she's she's also really like loves her little daughter and she's supportive of her husband, the doctor, who's also schizophrenic. I mean, she's all right. She's a combination of things. And I, I really liked her. Yeah. And then this is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. As I said earlier, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, you know, all the movies that he did. And again, I think we've discussed him enough. Correct. He does what he does. There's a twist ending. There's a weird, wacky situation. And there's some low-quality dialogue and low-quality camera work for me. <laughs> you might have different... It might be different for different people. They might be like, I don't mind him panning up and down all the time, but kind of broke it for me sometimes. I was um, like... It didn't really bother me. I mean, there were times when that slidey thing, like, panning across, I was like, what are you doing? Why what? are you doing it so long, is my <laughs> thing. I was fine when you went once, but then when you went to the other side and then you went back, I was like, well, the back part was one too many for me. <laughs> Stop doing it. <laughs> IMDb reviews, what are those? Well, when you find IMDb reviews and you yuck it up because they give them one star, 
But the catch is this. Here's the twist. If you dislike the movie, the one star you're in support of. If you really like the movie, you like to make fun of the one star. So there's the surprise ending for that section. Right. First guy says, and you've got to give him uh, an award for this title. This gets old real quick. (laughs) Oh, I got it. I get it. He says, I would rather this being a 15 minute short. It would have been great. The premise is really good, but stretching it out this long doesn't make any sense. They also met you sit through a meaningless cliche, making you feel the loss of time. But what is funny about the whole thing is it's a waste of your time. Okay, this person's a genius. (laughs) Second guy says, This is the worst script I've heard in recent memory. It sounds like a workshop for new actors. I don't disagree with it, because it does have some clunky dialogue where you're like, but do you blame the people or do you blame the director? I blame director? what's written on the page, actually. It's not bad delivery. It's just like the lines, they're just horrible sometimes. You don't need to tell me all that stuff. I kind of <laughs> figure it out from looking at you. Or you just do some, do less of the talking and more action. Not action, but I'd rather just look at a person's face and figure out what's wrong with them than them explicitly tell me exactly what's, what it is. Yeah. You know? Because that's what this movie operates on. And finally... This guy says, it's the worst movie I've seen in 10 years. My whole family packed into the theater to watch this. It was painful. The storyline had so much potential, but people were laughing out loud. The movie couldn't end fast enough. I felt awful because it was my idea to see it. The preview and the trailer looked amazing. Please save your reputation if you recommend this to people. I can see where this person's coming from. Even though I enjoyed it, I can say all the things I want to say that are negative and it's like eh, eh, middle, middle, middle on it. But I still really enjoyed it because I like the concept. You take a big idea. What if on this planet there's a place where people age really quickly? Because in the world of nature, there are insects that life cycles are only like one day, right? Or seven days or something. And they their whole life is that. And it's just over and over and over. So like, hmm, interesting concept. If you take that, apply it to people. And then add a story to it. This is where it kind of falls apart. There's not like a great story with it, but I like the idea of that kind of stuff. The big idea. Yeah, and it is like a giant, long Twilight Zone episode. I saw somebody mention mm-hmm. Twilight Zone. It's that. Yeah, If you true. like Twilight Zone episodes and you like, you know, crazy ideas, this is <laughs> one of those. I've seen Twilight episodes that are better, not the new one, the old one, that are better executed than this. Mm-hmm. Of course. So that's the problem. The execution of this wasn't perfect for me. So Oh, so you need perfection, do you? Yeah. So scores, I am going to give this a 6 out of 10. I'm giving it a 5. I'm going straight in the middle. Right. Because as much as I like the idea... And some of the the vibe of it and the late the actors who I really enjoyed were I really was wanted to see more of them. But there's just too much not told. The little boy who's at the hotel. Now, here was my theory near the end, like, okay, that's not probably a little boy. Because there's something about him, right? Mm. Maybe he's actually like a really old dude who he's like in charge of all of it. Or something. You know what I mean? But that was never kind of... This company needs to find the opposite beach, the one that does the reverse <laughs> way, right? Yes. Then they don't have to kill anybody. I wondered when they escaped, as all of a sudden are they going to go 
back. I mean, I don't know. We're talking science fiction here, so I wasn't sure. I mean, yeah, it's very science fiction (laughs) and very Twilight Zone and very bonkers. I liked it, though, but only medium. (laughs) All right, so thank you to Universal, and next week we'll review another movie. Movie recommendations, Sid Talk. I am going on the tip of this movie. I'm going with uh, M. Night Shyamalan did a TV show called Wayward Pines. There was two seasons. We watched the whole thing. I think that TV show is better than this movie. It was good. I mean, it lost a little bit of its zing zam zoom after, you know, kind of blew its wad, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. Talking about the, it has a very good blow its wad M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> episode where you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. So that's what I really liked about it. It does get wild, doesn't it, in that second season? Mm-hmm. It gets kind of out of control. When the idea was like, whoa. Yeah. I dig it. I think that that Let's show is Let's not spoil better. it, though. Just watch. I do think that show's better than this movie in the execution. Maybe because it's got more time to do it. I don't know. And then my other one is Phantom Thread, just because of this lady. Ah, I see. And Phantom Thread's nothing like a M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> no. It's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. My favorite director. I am going to recommend, I'm going back to the 80s and just picking off of my list of all 80s movies that I've ever seen and television shows. Because this week it's going to be the movie Zapped. That would be Scott Bayo at his peak, I suppose, back in the day. I don't know that one. And I'm not sure what happened to him, like a school science experiment and the electricity hit and now he has some kind of magic power. I don't even remember it specifically. But I probably watched it 10 times on HBO. Hmm. The other one is the entire show, Family Ties. All of it? Yeah, just watch all of it. That's I don't know lot. that I've seen every single episode, but I surely made the effort every single week. That was one of those shows. You know, you knew exactly what time it was on, what day it was on, and everything else that was on before and after it, so that you had that night and that was on, and it was a big deal. All right, Family Ties. So Ace Scully stuff this week. I have been playing one game. It's called... Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Have you seen this game, Sidtop? I think I have. Yeah, well, this is a... It's on the PS5, and it's also on the PC. I played the PC version. Now, this company, they're called Ember Labs. It's their first game. They've never made a game before. They're an animation studio. They do um, movie animation. You know, like, not Pixar, but that kind of movies. Mm Mm-hmm. So they decided to break off and make their own game. So what's different about this game is the quality of the animation and the cutscenes because it's up to like movie level. You've seen you've seen it. It's mm-hmm. it's very like kids and you know CG animation and even when you're actually playing the game, which is the kind of game it is. It's similar to like a Legend of Zelda. You're like going around, it's a map. You're cleansing these areas. There, it's like forest areas, and there's this like the rot, I think it's called, that's overcome everything, and you're going around cleansing everything and making the place good. But it's a platformer, and it's got combat. The animation is, you've not really seen anything like it. It's so good. And it's the first game they've ever made, this company. Boggles my mind that it's the first game they've made, because the game actually plays well. I expected it to look very cool, but like be really clunky and not very good gameplay wise. But either way, it's good. If you like collecting stuff and you like exploring the map and you can climb, you know, it's got a double jump so you can climb and you can find all the little bits and trinkets in all the areas. It kind of scratches that itch. The best thing to do probably is to look at the trailer for it 
and look at the animation and see whether you like it because it's very appealing. It looks like a kiddies game, but I wouldn't probably recommend it to kids because it's kind of difficult. Like I died quite a few Sounded times. Sounded like you were having a hard time. Yeah, so it might be good if you've got kids and the kids watch you play it and you're pretty decent at it. But yeah. You telling people how to raise their kids? Yeah. Watch it, watch it. Well, no. And the other thing, it's not a game. It's a TV show that we've started watching. It's new called Why the Last Man. It's based on a DC graphic novel. And tell the listeners what you thought of that. I enjoy it. We've watched three episodes. I enjoy it. Again, big concept. You can explain the on concept. On one day, something happens. We don't know what yet. All the men or males of even animals and humans all get a horrible bloody nose and spurting of blood out of their eyes, ears, nose, and mouth, and they all die. All die. Everywhere on the world. Except for one guy. Except for this one guy, yeah. Yeah. That's why he's why the one man. Why? <laughs> Not the why the one man. Why the last man? <laughs> he's the one man. So it's a huge concept thing that's mm -hmm. very interesting. I think it's told... There's good actors in there. Diane Lane. Is I mean, I have issues with some of how they're having women behave, and that's not because I'm naive. But I mean, I just think it's not 100% in line. Hope, I mean, it's know? wrote by a woman, let me tell you. Don't care. I don't care. That doesn't mean it comes out where I'm making sense of it. Right. You know? Well, but you could never know what is going down with uh, that kind of scenario. That's true. You know, because it is a high-pressure situation. I do like how they're addressing, like, there are... I mean, it's stupid that there's already politics involved. You literally still have millions of bodies, billions of bodies around the planet that have not been able to be buried or moved from where they all dropped dead. Like, they just dropped dead right that second. Like, bus drivers, planes all fell out of the sky. You know, subways all crashed. Wherever there was a man in charge of a thing, it crashed or it blew up or whatever. So I like... I like that idea it's that it's just devastating. Yes, that's yeah. a good word. And when I watched the fir that first episode where you do get to see things like planes falling out of the sky, it's just kind of baffling. Like, like it made me even think of like people in that situation. Like, how do you even? Yeah. How does the world continue? No, I'm not saying like because men are needed, you know, to do everything. But then the the show starts to address well. Yeah. Power is mostly run by men. Men do like climbing up the poles to do power. So now we've got to figure out how to keep power going for the whole world, for the whole country or whatever. And there's things where you're like, wow, never even thought of that. Or I never even thought that if the, the dams and all those things stopped working because nobody's manning them, like water manning will start them. Very nice. manning them. Water will start to fill the streets or the subways or, you know, it starts mm -hmm. to get. Like, oh, I didn't think about all that stuff. Even though we've watched enough post-apocalyptic stuff, we should know that stuff. But this I mean, I think it's the same if you just killed half the randomly half the population, like Thanos, right? Yeah. Get rid of half of the people yeah. that you're going to have enough imbalance of who does what in the world that it's effed up. You know right. what I mean? It's a really fun... I wouldn't say... Wouldn't say <laughs> it's fun. not fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun show because it's like a... Oh, they're, they're tackling issues that you haven't kind of... True. ...seen before, I guess. I mean, you've seen post-apocalyptic. You haven't seen the version where all the men are dead. So... True. If you're into that, it's on FX. If you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into watching a load of men die... It's FX. Not really, but I mean, you can watch a lot of movies and TV shows where a lot of men die, so. 
and it's Why the Last Man. And it's the first three episodes came out all at once, but now it's week to week, so we've caught up now. We've got one left. But we have to go week to week, unfortunate. Oh, that old chestnut. Just like I was saying about all the old TV shows, You, if you didn't wait a week, if you missed it, I mean, if you waited, and then you're like, oh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, and, you know, sitcoms are only 30 minutes, right? So if you don't sit your butt in front of that TV... Watch that show for 30 minutes, put up with the commercials, maybe take a pee break at the commercials, whatever. If you didn't make it, then you only knew that in four months, maybe, you had a, you had a chance to watch the rerun. And if that if you didn't catch that, then you'd have to wait for five years for it to be on reruns after school. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. was three o'clock in the afternoons when they'd say, like, Brady Bunch and Family Ties and MASH and things like that. So... That was it. You didn't get, you did, there was no, you couldn't even get it on VCR. You couldn't get it on anything. It was just, that was it. And so now we are reduced. <laughs> we could wait five weeks and then watch them all. But that's still waiting. What the heck? I hate waiting. <laughs> all right. What's for dinner? Impossible Whopper. That's yeah. it. That's it. And Impossible. what is your advice? My advice today is like an idea I think I've given before. See, my advice is not really advice, so don't be too excited about it. But I am in the process, with others, planning our class reunion. And of course, you can't find everyone, even though we had a small class, small town. Can't find everyone. Not everyone's going to like the date. Not everyone's going to like what you're doing. Not everyone's going to come because of one thing or another. One person might say, well, I'm not coming because you all drink alcohol. Another person says, I'm not coming because that guy creeps me out and always has. Or one person says, I'm not coming. Whatever. Whatever it is, right? Right. Or like, I'm not friends with these people. I hated school. Why would I go to a class reunion? So some people take all of that and say, well, fine, then we're not going to have one. I'm not going to make the effort if you can't all be happy. But that's impossible. It's literally, even with 45 people, that's a very small class. My nephew had over 800 people that he graduated high school with. You probably had thousands of people because you're in like a gigantic city. Yeah. So with 45 people picking a day... <laughs> and place and a time and what food we're going to do and what activity we're going to do, whatever. You just have to do it because some of the people who are interested and who also participate in organizing it, we have a good time. You make people happy by bringing up old pictures and old memories. You show up on the day, somebody forgot the bread. Ha ha ha, everybody rushes around. Somebody runs to the store and gets some bread and we're out on the golf carts. We're going to a little golf course thing, you know, and everybody's just goofing around and somebody... Go, goes make a beer run and it's enjoyable for the people who choose for it to be enjoyable for that is why you keep doing things you know if you have a fear of failure or rejection or being embarrassed because you forgot somebody or feel bad because you forgot you know i've been trying to look up some people and now people are saying to me oh why haven't you asked why haven't we heard from so-and-so and i'm like <laughs> seriously i have i have been the sleuth on the internet trying to find some of these people. In this day and age, if you don't want to be found, I think it's pretty tough, right? But there's a few. So then I'm just like, whatever. If you guys want to try to find them in this last few dates, awesome. And that's even better because then we will, you know, you have to ask a parent or a sister or a sibling or a, you know, maybe an ex-husband or wife, which is always tricky, or a child. And then you're like, well, I don't know the family dynamic, right? So then you get afraid of like, rocking the boat or upsetting someone so then like i said a lot of people will say oh we don't do class reunions you know no no because everybody just bitches well no that's not true everybody doesn't bitch 
somebody will really enjoy it and really appreciate the effort. That's life, right? Even in marriage, you're, you're only one person, but we are together 365 days a year for the last 22 years and potentially for the next decades, right? I will not make you happy or you will not enjoy every single thing I say, even though you should, but you won't for That's the rest true. of our lives. <laughs> you won't like every meal. I won't like every meal you prepare. I won't like every time you take my teacup before I'm done. We will not make each other blissfully happy every minute of every day. But does that mean you give up? No. You just keep going. You're like, oh, well, that, okay, well, he didn't love that weird cheese that I put on the toast. So next time I won't do the weird cheese, or maybe I will. Fuck it. I'll just make it for myself. <laughs> You'll live. You'll be fine, right? Like, you just keep going. If you plan a get-together and three people show up and one of them bitches the whole time, guess what? You just made two people happy. Isn't that enough? No. To make some effort? Make a phone call, look on my Facebook, do a thing. But it does matter, because that's how the world keeps going. You make an effort to do, it could be anything, and I'm talking about anything. Do a group text where you're like, you know what, I've got five or six friends who may not always communicate with each other. I'm going to put a re reach out and see if we can have a little group conversation, just for fun, talk about whatever. Somebody's going to bitch about it, right? Well, I don't want to get in this group text. Fine, delete them and move on, because the other four or five people might be like, this is awesome. I never thought of this. Maybe we should do this every Saturday afternoon. You know, just, you actually have no idea. And if your fear of failure or rejection or like having people pay attention to you and then you screw up in your mind or in their minds is what's holding you back. I mean, that's, that's like your own choice when you could in fact just do a thing, fail a little bit, toughen up and keep going. Well said, Sitok. I didn't make everyone happy with that advice, but that's okay. I can accept it. You don't think they were happy? I don't think so. Not everybody. Some people think I'm full of shit. Well, I mean, people already mostly think I'm full of shit, so I've learned to accept that as well. All right. <laughs> so let's sign off here. Aceschoolie.com is the website. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're on there. We're also on anchor.fm slash after the show. Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can get podcasts. You can email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She doesn't want you to email her. I mean, you can. But if you think, oh, I might make Cindy happy today, that's fine. I mean, it might fail, but that'll toughen you up. And stay classy, Mr. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. I wouldn't call him classy, but I would call him... I'd call him something. He's interesting, and he sticks to his deal, and I, I appreciate who he is as the art person and creator. Again, he can't make everyone happy, right? Mm. He can't make everybody go, that was genius, because you never will. But the people who enjoy it, you and I, even if it's half-heartedly, that's what matters. So thank you, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Right on. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't, someone will do it for you. 